Get excited, everyone. It's time. That's right. The Moose is back. Season two of Moose at the Mic gets underway right now. Of course, I am Moose. I am very excited that you are listening. Um, It's been a while. Uh, It's been a long while since our last episode. Um, All I can tell you right now is that life happens. Uh, Some things happened in my personal life uh, that caused me to make the decision to step away from the podcast for a little while. Uh, I will talk about those things uh, in in later episodes, probably not this episode, because we've got a couple of other big things that we want to talk about. Uh, First off, right after our break, we do have a big announcement, which I I think is pretty cool. I'm very excited to tell you about it. And then we will also talk about season three of Star Trek Discovery. If you have not watched any episode of season three or or if you are behind, uh, do me a favor. Don't listen to this podcast yet. Finish up season three, then come back and listen to the podcast. I hate spoilers. I do not want to be the reason that something was spoiled. So uh, so that's what we'll do. So a big announcement after the break, and then we'll get on to season three of Star Trek Discovery. Really excited to be back, everyone. Hope you're excited too. Season two, episode one of Moose at the Mic starts right after the break. All right, everyone, welcome back to season two, the season two premiere of Moose at the Mic. Um, I know I've said this before, but I want to say it again. I'm very thankful to all of you who listen, uh, who have subscribed to the podcast and hopefully shared it with your friends. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am that you are listening and that you are here. Um, Just a real quick note uh, about kind of what's happened and where things are before we get into uh, the announcement for this episode. So I took some time off um, after season one. Uh, My intention was to continue recording and just kind of keep going. Uh, But there were some things that happened in my life that uh, required my uh, immediate attention. And uh, as a result, the podcasting kind of dropped by the wayside. It, It didn't go away. I just had to pause on it for a little bit. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about those things in this episode because uh, some of them are very sad uh, and I would uh, like to focus on those in a larger episode or two down the road. Uh, So just so you know, I personally am okay. Um, as okay as I can be. I'm certainly getting better, um, you know, without giving too much away. There have been some great things that have happened in my life. Um, The most uh, exciting thing to tell you uh, is that I am now engaged. Uh, That's right. The Moose has found someone to be Mrs. Moose. Uh, she doesn't really like that name, uh, but I was joking with her about it one day. And so it just kind of, you know, it's there. Uh, I love you, babe. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've talked about my girlfriend before. Uh, so she has now been upgraded to fiance, uh, and later in 2021, she will be upgraded to wife. Uh, so very excited that she said yes. Uh, it was a was a Christmas engagement. Uh, we did get uh, engaged on Christmas. Uh, it was a very very sweet thing. And you know my children were here. Her child was there. My mom was there. So it was really nice to be able to do that. Uh, you know with family present. Um, so. There is video evidence of it uh, because this is a podcast. You can't see it. However, that is a good jumping uh, a, a place to jump off into the big announcement. Uh, so 
I've launched a website. I know, right? Kind of crazy. Uh, it's mooseatthemic.com. Uh, so you'll be able to go there and you'll be able to listen to the current episode of Moose at the Mic. You'll also be able to listen to archived episodes. So all of the episodes from season one are on the website right now. Uh, I'm also going to be blogging from that website. So you'll be able to go to mooseatthemic.com and you'll be able to read my blogs. Uh, there is one blog up there right now. Uh, so feel free to go to mooseatthemic.com and check it out. Um, my plan for the website is, you know, uh, obviously to keep the current episodes there, uh, but I also want to kind of put videos up there. I would like to do, you know, maybe a review page uh, of things that I'm watching. Of course, I've talked about those in the podcast before, but, but maybe kind of talk about some of these things in greater detail. Maybe do like a, a blog series on, you know, a particular television show or a particular uh, movie series. Uh, that I really, really like and kind of talk about those. So that's one thing I'm thinking about doing. I'm also thinking about putting some videos on there. So some of those videos will be just, you know, personal videos, things that, you know, if I go to like Disney World or if I go to Universal or if I go to, you know, Paris or wherever, you know, I can take a couple of videos and share those with you uh, so you can kind of get to know me. And, and honestly, that's really what the website uh, is all about. It's about getting to know me. Uh, and it's about getting to know the things that I care about and the things that I enjoy. Uh, and it's also uh, about getting to know my friends uh, because I do have guests on the podcast. So you'll get to know them. And what's really exciting is not only will you be able to go to the website, listen to the podcast, read the blog, um, you know, subscribe to content, you'll actually be able to reach out to me directly, uh, which is really cool. So I do have an email address up there for you. It's super easy to remember. It's moose at mooseatthemic.com. So all you need to do, you can go to the website, click on the email, and it should open up uh, an email client for you. Or you can just go to your email client, you know, compose a new message and type in moose at mooseatthemic.com. Type your message and hit send. I'm really excited about that because uh, not only will it allow me an opportunity to kind of converse with you, but it allows me to strike up some conversations as well. Uh, and if you're willing and you're excited, maybe you can guest star on an episode of Moose at the Mic. You know, maybe I'll say something about Star Wars that you like. Maybe I'll say something about Star Wars you don't like, uh, you know, or, or whatever topic it is. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to email Moose. I'm going to tell him that he's wrong. I don't like what he said. And we strike up a conversation. And the next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? The fans, the people, the people need to hear this conversation uh, because I will tell you when I talk to my friends about, you know, whether it's Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, you know, Power Rangers, Doctor Who, whatever it is, um, there's always a, a, a part of the discussion where you're just like, wow, this person really knows what they talk, what they're talking about. Uh, and you just kind of jump off into things that you didn't expect to discuss and you go places that you didn't expect to go. So, um, so yeah, drop me a line. Moose at moose at the mic 
com. You can email me uh, there anytime and I will try to respond. This is a little new to me. Uh, the website, by the way, is new. Um, I've just kind of got the framework there. I'm going to be adding on to it. I'm going to be developing it a little more as the days, weeks, and months and years go on. Uh, so if something is not there that you would like for me to add, let me know. You can email me. Uh, we'll try to get it up on the website. Um, you know, maybe there's an instance where I read one of these blogs that I think uh, are great, and I might say, "Hey, I have this website. You know, I'd like f- to feature your blog. Would you mind allowing me to publish your blog?" Um, so that's something we can do as well. So feel free to go to the website, take a look at it, give me suggestions. I'm always open to those. This is the first time I've owned my personal website. Uh, in my professional life, I do you know, work on websites and help manage a website and, and write and do those types of things. So um, I do it professionally, but I've never done it in my personal life. So this is a, a bit of a new adventure for me, uh, and I'm willing to listen to you and take some advice uh, and kind of go from there. Um, you know, one thing that I will say, one thing that was a little bit of challenge about the website is, um, you know, I don't have a logo. So when I first purchased the website and started thinking about, you know, what I wanted this thing to look like, I was like, man, I don't have a logo. Uh, so I did put something together. Uh, so maybe that's something that you have an interest in and you might want to design the logo. Uh, so maybe that's something we can do. You know, I'm totally open to it. Uh, we can talk about that. So if you, if you're a graphic designer or you just like to design things or you want to take a crack at it, let's do it. You know, drop me a line, shoot me an email. Let's talk some ideas and see what we come up with. Uh, and we'll kind of go from there. So yeah, mooseatthemic.com. It is live. You can check it out. Um, you know, don't, you know, don't expect things to happen every single day. You know, I'm really excited about it and I want to do it, but you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing it right and kind of take the strategy. It is just me running it uh, right now, you know, so, so be patient as I kind of jump into this four way for Ray, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, so go check it out. Moose at the mic.com. Super excited. Uh, the website has launched. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about, let's get into Star Trek discovery. All right. Uh, before we start, this is your spoiler warning. I'm telling you now we're going to talk about Star Trek discovery. Do not listen any further. If you've not watched the entire season three of Star Trek discovery, uh, I don't want to ruin anything for you. Um, so yeah, so stop now. Uh, before we get into this discussion, I'm going to play a little tune just to give you a couple of seconds to stop uh, so you don't listen to it and then we'll get right into the conversation. All right, so we're going to talk about season three of Star Trek Discovery. If you are still here and you have seen it, I warned you. There will be spoilers. We will talk about things that you may or may not have seen yet. So if you're still here, it's your fault. Don't blame it on me. I told you that we were going to do this. I've said it multiple times. Uh, So here we go. Let's talk about season three of Star Trek Discovery. Um, So, you know, when Star Trek Discovery started a few years ago, I was super excited to see a new Star Trek series. Of course, at that point, Star Trek had been off television for a little while. Uh, We'd seen a couple of movies at that point, but the show itself... 
uh, the shows themselves weren't there unless you were, you know, watching on Netflix or CBS All Access or Amazon Prime, wherever you were watching, you know, old episodes of Star Trek, you weren't getting anything new. So when they announced uh, that they would be putting together a new show, uh, I was really excited because Star Trek, uh, a weekly Star Trek thing is... It's just, it, it reminds me so much of my childhood. It reminds me of sitting down with my dad, you know, during, you know, during uh, uh, my youth, certain times of the week where we'd sit down and we watched a new episode of Star Trek. Of course, my dad's, you know, favorite series was um, Star Trek, uh, the original series. I started with Star Trek The Next Generation, I mean, what I consider my series. Of course, I watched all the episodes with my dad, the original series. Uh, and then I really got into Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, my dad really didn't care for uh, Deep Space Nine. Of course, I was a, a, you know, a fan of my dad, so I didn't like Deep Space Nine at first. Um, I will tell you that was a mistake because I love Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I've gone back and I've watched it a couple of different times. And wow, uh, just wow. And we'll, we'll talk about that at some point in a, in a future podcast. But we started on, uh, then we started Star Trek uh, Voyager together. Uh, I have a unique connection to Star Trek uh, Voyager. Well, maybe not unique, but Star Trek Voyager actually started on my 10th birthday. Uh, so, you know, I've always felt like Star Trek Voyager was, was also my kind of Star Trek. Um, my dad did pass away before uh, Star Trek Enterprise really picked up. And of course, he hasn't seen any of the new movies or anything of like anything like that. Uh, we used to go see the movies together too in the movie theater. Um, of course, he he passed away right before uh, Star Trek Nemesis came out, so uh, we weren't able to go see that one together. My mom and I did. Uh, you know, she kind of filled my dad's shoes, which was nice. Um, but I digress. So uh, we've been through two seasons of Star Trek Discovery. We just wrapped up season three. Um, the only complaint that I really have about Star Trek Discovery, um, is that I felt like everything was kind of Michael Burnham's problem, which I I understand is part of the character development and, and kind of part of the season or the series itself. But I felt like everything kind of tied back to her. And what I was hoping for season three is that, you know, while she was the main character and the show was built around her, what I didn't want was for the big problem in this particular season to be related to Michael Burnham. And so if, if, if you have watched any episodes of season three, it picks up right after Burnham and the USS discovery, uh, you know, go to the future. Um, it's, it's like 900, I think it's 930 something years in the future, uh, where the show picks up. So completely different situation. Um, and what we find out pretty quick is that the United Federation of Planets is not what Michael Burnham and the crew knew when they left. Uh, it has fallen apart uh, in some um, you know relevant way um, as it relates to something that happened. And that event is called The Burn. Michael Burnham, The Burn. You can already see that when they said that, I was like, man, this is not what I wanted. I did not want the big problem of the season to be super connected to Michael Burnham. Not only that, but Michael Burnham, the burn really like, I just, I was kind of let down to be completely honest with you. Um, but the burn, uh, is a situation in which basically all, most of the dilithium in the universe, uh, 
spontaneously combusted and blew up and destroyed many, many ships and killed uh, a lot of people. And that happened, uh, I think, at that point in the series, uh, you know, where they were in the future, it happened maybe uh, 100, 200, 300 years ago. I don't remember the exact, you know, time that it happened. Uh, but, you know, the Federation is a former shadow of itself. Uh, many member worlds like the Vulcans and uh, Trill and different planets had moved away from the Federation uh, and away from Starfleet. Uh, and this group of Orions uh, had kind of taken over the Emerald Chain, um, you know, had kind of taken over a little bit. And, and you would almost consider it as being the dominant force, you know, in uh, in the universe at that point. Uh, so that kind of sets things up um, for the series or for the season rather. And I, I just was really kind of bummed out because I, I didn't want to see another season where it's like, OK, I know that this is now connected to Michael Burnham. You know, it, it kind of took it would take the fun out of it for me. Um, so, uh, of course, we find out that it is not connected to her, which. Thank you to the writers of season three and to the showrunners for uh, changing it up a little bit and going in a different direction. I'm very, very thankful that you did that. Um, this season started out a little slow. Uh, the episodes felt uh, a little sluggish to me. Not that they weren't good. They just felt sluggish. It seemed like things were really uh, <laughs> a slow burn <laughs> to, to forgive the pun. It just kind of slow it felt. Uh, to me. Um, but there were some really cool things that happened. Um, one, we saw the return of the Guardian on the Edge of Forever, which blew my freaking mind. Uh, we did get to see that, um, that you know, brought back to life, if you will. Um, we saw the Mirror Universe. We spent two or three episodes in the Mirror Universe, which was really exciting. Um, I love that universe. Uh, you know, one of my favorite original series episodes is Mirror Mirror, where that universe was kind of introduced. Um, so, you know, seeing it in the original series, not seeing it in The Next Generation, uh, and then seeing it in Deep Space Nine, but not really in Voyager, um, you know, uh, and we did see it in Star Trek Enterprise, which was kind of cool. So being able to see it and spend some time there and, and it be of consequence, not just, uh, we're going to set this episode in a alternate universe with some crazy things happening. It was, it was legitimate to the show. Like it was part of the story and it needed to be there. Um, because it, you know, it explained so much about, uh, Philippa Giorgio, who, if you've watched the show, you know, that captain Giorgio was Michael Burnham's first captain or one of her first captains she died in the first two episodes of it was a two-parter episode of season one uh but then they reintroduced the alternate universe version of Giorgio, who was the emperor in the terran empire and the mirror universe so you know it gave us that phenomenal character and let me tell you uh <laughs> there there is nobody like uh emperor Filippo Giorgio. uh just man just golly, there is not a bad thing that I can say about that character uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so it, it seemed a little sluggish and it took a little while for things to kind of get rolling. 
Um, but once things got moving on and we reconnected with the Federation, we also had an opportunity to go back to Trill, which we've not been uh, to Trill since Deep Space Nine. And of course, if you're a fan of Judzia Dax or Esri Dax, you know, you had an opportunity to kind of go there again. So that was really nice. Um, you know, I like kind of the way the series played out. And even though I did feel like it was a slow burn, I really appreciated being able to kind of build on those episodes and, and move the the story forward because, you know, even, even with the slow episodes, they were working towards something. And I felt like that actually worked out really well in their favor. So, uh, really excited to have seen, you know, to see that go on. Um, so, you know, we figure out that the burn is actually connected to this character named Sukal, who is a, um, uh, uh, a character similar to Saru, this, the same species as Saru, a Kelpian, um, who was essentially, uh, deserted as a child, not deserted, you know, purposefully, but, um, you know, was lost in a nebula. And as he developed, um, his emotions impacted uh, the planet, which was full of dilithium, uh, which then created this situation where when he freaked out and had a massive meltdown, if you will, uh, it sent out this wave that destroyed all the lithium. And that's what caused the burn. So uh, I thought that was a really cool way um, to bring that about without connecting it directly to Burnham, uh, which was really, really nice. Uh, you know, of course, some of the things that that I think were big for this season, specifically as it relates to uh, some of the characters. We really saw Michael develop. Uh, you know, in the first two seasons, she was kind of this character that, you know, at first she kind of knew what her duty was, then she got lost, um, and then she kind of found her way back to it. Season two was kind of her growing and finding a place, you know, on the discovery and really becoming an integral part of that family. Season three, you see her arrive in the future some 930 years on, um, and she was by herself basically for a year without Discovery because Discovery showed up later, a year later. So, um, you, you know, she had to kind of get used to life without Discovery, and, and she didn't know she was ever going to see her friends again. So uh, when they did show up, which was actually episode two, there is a time gap between episode one and episode two of about a year. Uh, when they did show up, you know, she she had been in the future for a year by herself. Uh, I mean, she was traveling with her friend Book, who turns out to be a love interest as the show goes on. But for the majority of it, you know, she was without her crew. And once she reconnected and she kind of introduced them to the future, it was like, okay, I've changed. I'm no longer this Starfleet officer, at least not in the way that she had to be a Starfleet officer because she was required to do things on her own. She was required to, you know, make different decisions and do different things and, and make, you know, make a life for herself without her crew there. So, you know, she developed and she got used to being without them. And then when she came back with them, it's like, well, am I a Starfleet officer anymore? Do I fit? I mean, these are my people, but am I really a member of Starfleet? Uh, and as we see the season progress, we see her, you know, slowly but surely being able to answer that question. And then at the very end of, you know, the season, you know, she's announced uh, as the new captain of Discovery, 
Um, and so we see the final episode with her taking command of discovery and leading the crew, um, to help kind of reestablish, uh, Starfleet and the Federation, uh, to its, you know, pre burn dominance, if you will. Um, so it was very cool to see her kind of progress. Um, one character that I thought, um, you know, the character gets a lot of love just because he's a cool character. Uh, but I really felt like they gave um, a lot of love to him and really developed him. And that was Saru. Uh, you know, when the season started, he was just acting captain. He did take on kind of the captain reigns for season three. Um, and we really got to see him develop as a captain because in a lot of ways, you know, he was really unsure of, of his role as captain. You know, how is he going to do this? How is he going to lead this crew in a future that he didn't understand yet? Um, and it really created opportunities for him to, to grow to, you know, how do I bring my crew together? How do I get them to form these familial bonds given the situation that we're in? Because, for all intents and purposes, their entire family and, you know, their family, they're all dead at that point. You know, they're 903, 930 years in the future. Their family members are gone. Um, so how do, how, you know, Saru, how did he create family? Uh, and we saw how he did that. And we also saw him develop as a person and develop as a captain. And ultimately, uh, you know, he ended up stepping away from at least, at this juncture, step away from being the captain of the discovery, uh, and decided to return to, uh, his home world to help Sukal, who I mentioned earlier, you know, kind of reintegrate into life. And, um, you know, he'll definitely be back for season four. If you watch the ready room, uh, which is hosted by the fantastic, the phenomenal, the, ever so great will Wheaton. Um, the showrunners did say that, that, Saru would be back in season four. We just don't know what that's going to look like yet. So really excited that he'll be back because I did not want uh, that character to go away. The other character that I thought made the most, you know, uh, made up the distance in terms of, of development was Tilly. Tilly is, uh, Tilly is absolutely one of my favorite characters of all time. Um, you know, she went from being this, this, you know, kooky cadet to now um, a, a great Starfleet officer, even becoming the acting first officer in season three, which was great for her development. Um, and just to see her kind of take on that role and to find her way uh, was really, really amazing. And to see someone like that, you know, you don't always see uh, characters like that or actresses like that in the role that she was in, which was great, uh, for, for, you know, young women, you know, you know, women or girls who watch the show for young women. And then for, you know, people that look like, uh, Tilly to see her there, uh, was huge. Um, and the same can be said for characters, uh, like Stamets and Colber, uh, two, uh, great characters as well you know, um, you know, really, you know, embracing their love for one another, uh, and, and, you know, essentially becoming, uh, parents for a character in this, uh, season called Adira, who was another phenomenal character. Uh, I, I, I don't 
I don't want to spend a lot of time on every facet of, of season three because there's just so much to talk about. You know, diversity in season three. I, I'm going to talk about that on a later episode. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about the characters themselves, maybe focus on on these characters either in a podcast or in a blog. So I don't I don't want to talk about every little thing because I want you to go watch it if you if you uh, haven't watched it or maybe have a chance to go back and watch it after, you know, I kind of give you my opinion, but I'm also interested in hearing from you. Um, so go finish up season three if you haven't. If you have, go back and give it another watch. Uh, I'd cu- be curious to hear some of your ideas. Uh, so feel free to go to moose at mooseatthemike.com and you can uh, drop me an email at moose at mooseatthemike.com uh, to kind of let me know your thoughts for season three. I am going to be putting together a blog of some other thoughts around the season and what I thought uh, were some of the best things. So feel free to comment there. Uh, maybe in the next episode, I will comment uh, on your comments, as it were. God, I feel like Austin Powers sometimes, you know, I comment on the comments. Man, I'm rusty, right? That's okay. It'll get better. I promise it'll get better. All right, that's a wrap on episode one of season two of Moose at the Mic. Uh, I know I say this a lot, but I, I it's always important to tell you thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that you take the time to, you know, play it on your phone, in your car, while you're on a jog, you know, whatever you're doing. I really appreciate that you spend some time with me uh, and listen to the content. Uh, Remember, as I said, we have launched mooseatthemic.com. So go there, check out, uh, you know, past episodes of the podcast, check out the blog. Uh, I am going to start working on the next episode uh, within within the next few weeks. Um, So be aware that that is going to be coming at you. In the meantime, feel free to read the blog uh, that I have up there right now. I will be authoring some new things to put up there. So you will have plenty of content to read. Uh, And feel free to email me at moose at mooseatthemic.com. You can just type it into your email or you can go to the website and you can click on the email at the bottom of the page. Uh, and that will give you a direct line to me. Also feel free to subscribe to the website. That way you have the latest information about what's happening with the podcast and uh, new publications uh, and so on and so forth. Last season, I ended every podcast by saying, be epic. And I want you to be epic. Go out, find the things that care, find the things that matter to you and, and get to business. Uh, and don't forget to love on those people around you, your friends, your family. Uh, you know, we're still dealing with COVID-19. The pandemic is going on. There's a lot of crazy things happening in our country right now, uh, if you're here in the U.S. Um, so make sure to give everyone uh, an air hug or uh, a fist bump or, you know, however you can connect with your loved ones, uh, your family and friends, make sure to do that and make sure to tell them how much you love them and how much you care about them. So until the next episode, everyone, this is Moose. Be epic.